This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 200 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, yes, you heard that right. It is the 200th episode. And I've been debating about how I was going to handle this episode, what it was going to look like. Was I going to have someone actually interview me? And then I decided that what I really should be talking about are my top 10 podcasting tips. Because this is the 200th episode that you are listening to. That means for 200 weeks in a row, I have put out a podcast episode. That's almost four years straight of content. I have to actually say it that slow because I need to just let that sink in and realize that that is a huge achievement for me. We have gone through so much together in the past almost four years. So much of my life has changed. So much of your life has changed. And I'm sure you have increased your business and grown your relationships with your audience. And I really want to be able to bring to you my top podcasting tips that can help you really take a look at whether a podcast A is the right thing for you, or if you are already creating a podcast, what you should be doing in order to stay consistent and for it to be successful. Because one of the biggest questions I'm asked about the podcast in particular is, is it worthwhile? Are you making money from it? And what I've realized over time is I absolutely am because I am in your ears. It is such an intimate place to be. Each week, you get to hear my voice in your earbuds talking to you about your business and my personal life, sharing stories about what my successes have been, as well as my failures, and really being honest and open in so many of these episodes about the things that have occurred to me in my life. So I have had so many of you actually come up to me when we were able to go to conferences and start talking to me about my daughters or talking to me about a specific example I'd given on the podcast and it kind of freaked me out. I had to take a step back and say, whoa, who are you? But then realized I had shared this with my podcast listeners and they, my podcast listeners are people that are so close because they do, they hear my voice each week and really feel like they are part of my life because you are. I'm part of your life and you're part of mine. That is the only best way I can share it. The other way I can tell that I've grown my business from my podcast is because it has sped up the process with so many of you becoming clients or students of mine through my courses. That relationship just grows that much faster. I truly realized this when I attended Snap Conference probably three years ago, and I had asked a question to one of the speakers, and right afterwards, he ended, and I got up to go use the restroom and passed by a row of ladies, and they stopped me and said, we had no idea who you were until you started talking. The second you asked a question, we knew it was Jenny Melrose. It was Jenny Melrose who's in my ears each week. 
That to me, you guys, is what it's all about. Not only do they recognize that I'm able to help them with their business, but they recognize my voice, which is just crazy to me because I don't think, you know, my voice sounds different in my own ears than it does when I actually listen to the recording of this. So you know my voice better than I do. But I just really wanted to take the time to thank each and every one of you for listening in each week. And now I want to share my top 10 podcasting tips. So the first thing that I want you to think about when it comes to podcasting, whether you're starting out or you already have one, is that you want to pick a topic and a name that you're passionate about because it's going to be something that is going to stick with you. You could always try to rebrand, but if you can think of a topic that you are going to continually want to talk about, then that is going to make it that much easier to be consistent. That is honestly, I think, the largest hurdle that I see most podcasts go through is they'll record 15 episodes and then you'll notice that they burn out. They'll call it season one. Yet season two never comes because they burnt out from doing it. They weren't excited. They talked about it for 15 episodes and said, "Mm, yeah, this topic isn't really what I want to talk about. So think about what it is that you're passionate about and the problem that you can solve for your audience and stick with that. You can always expand it and pivot in the content that you're going to be talking about, but you definitely want to start off with a name and a topic that you really are passionate about. My second tip is to make sure that when you are doing your episodes, you want to research your topic ideas with keyword research and create questions that fully answer that topic. So often I will have a client that is also a podcaster that is going to do a have a guest on and they'll say to me, well, I'm going to talk about this because she is, let's say, a real estate agent as an example. Well, is that what your audience is looking for? Are people out there looking for the problem that that person is going to talk on? Or are you just letting them come on and talk about their business? That's not what you're looking for. You want them to be solving a problem. So make sure that if you are interviewing that real estate agent, what is it about that real estate agent that they have knowledge about that solves a problem for your audience? And then you need to do the keyword research. Look and see what people are looking for on Google to know whether or not that is a topic that people are really interested in. We've talked about keyword research often on this podcast. Ty Kilgore did an amazing podcast episode with me where you can actually hear the interview, and he talks about how the string of words that you use in which you do the research for matters. I always give the example of my love bug fruit cups because I thought it was the cutest little name. It was what they were, but no one was searching for it. And when I actually switched the title and thought about, wait, it's non-candy Valentine's Day ideas, that's when it started to take off in Google. So think about what people are actually searching for. Don't just come up with some cutesy name or some topic idea because it's in line with the guests that you're going to have on. Think about what is it that the guests coming on can talk about that solves a problem for them and then answer all the questions and use Google to help you. If you're going to talk to someone about closing sales, what is it about closing sales that people are asking on Google? You can use things like Ubersuggest and also SEMrush to really help you dive into the questions that are going to be asked. The fuller your answer is in that interview, 
the quicker people are going to find you because the quicker you will start ranking on Google. Okay, you also want to, my third tip for you is to make sure that you research your guests and ask them to be on your show. There are times that I absolutely have had people come on because they've reached out to me and pitched me. Um, Kate Krakow is a great example. She was on uh, one of the author, she's an author of How to Be a Boss. And she came onto the podcast because she had pitched me. But it was her pitch that made all the difference to me. I did my research on her. Based on her pitch, I then looked at her social media and th- checked to see if she was a good fit and found out that not only was she a good fit, she grew up about 20 minutes from where I grew up. And we had some similar friends because we were around the same age. So do your research, find the people that you see as experts and ask them to come onto your podcast. Many of the people that have come on to be a podcast guest were recommended to me from my audience or was recommended to me from one of my clients. Um, Natasha Hemingway is a perfect example. She did an amazing podcast interview recently on closing sales from a heart-centered position. She was someone that was recommended to me as a great guest. And then I've heard other podcasts, people that I've come on as guests, I had heard them in summits or I heard them on other podcast shows and said, I need them on mine. They need to come on and speak on my podcast. So I pitched them. I reached out to them and made sure because I had listened to them already that they were going to be able to deliver value. Find the right people that are going to be able to answer the questions for your audience. Okay, my fourth tip is to set up an easy way for guests to schedule an interview and then create a process for prior to the interview. So in other words, I want you to have an easy way for them to be able to get into your calendar. You don't want to have to go back and forth in 30 different emails thread trying to find a good fit for a date because you're East Coast and they're West Coast. Have a Calendly link or an Acuity link. Use some sort of scheduling software where you can just give them a link and they can get into your preset calendar with the dates that are already available inside. It's much simpler than going back and forth. Believe me, I did the back and forth in the beginning and it's a nightmare. Just let them have a link and get into your calendar. Then you want to make sure that there's a process so that they know what to expect. Where, What is the Zoom link? Or how are you going to even interview them? Is it going to be done via Skype? Is it going to be done via Zoom? What is that going to look like? And you want to have a process for letting them know where to be and when, as well as if you're going to give them their questions ahead of time. I like to give my guests the questions that I'm going to be asking 48 hours prior to my interview. In that same document, I give them the link that I am going to record the podcast episode, which is on Zoom for me. We then use those questions as structure to kind of give us for the interview. It's more for me than it honestly is for them because I don't want to go off on a tangent and not remember how to get back because let's be honest, I have a habit of doing that. 
So it serves as my kind of outline of where I want to take the conversation. That's not to say I haven't skipped questions or added questions in the middle of the interview based upon their responses. You want it to be more of a conversation, but giving them some sort of understanding of what questions you're going to ask, it's only going to benefit them. So come up with a process. Are you going to email them ahead of time, letting them know what the link will be? Are you going to let them actually recommend topic ideas? It really depends upon what the process you want to have in place in is going to look like. So decide that and then put it into place. Okay, your next tip is to create a blog post, not a transcription or the specific times when different topic ideas are talked about. And you want to link to that blog post from your audio. So for me, I use Buzzsprout as my audio software for how I'm going to put out my content into all of the podcasting soft um, platforms like Spotify, iTunes, whichever it might be. So inside of that audio, when I drop it into there as my housing, as my software for my audio, I include a link to the blog post because ultimately that's how my people, my listeners are going to be able to get my opt-ins or any of the links for my guests that are being provided. And when you create that link to the blog post, like I said, it shouldn't just be times when specific topics were talked about. That's not going to help you get found using Google. So make sure it's a full blog post that has structure. We've talked about SEO so much on this podcast. Make sure you go back and listen to those episodes and implement that into you, the content that you provide based upon your podcast. So we don't actually take a transcription. It's not a word for word transcription. Instead, we take it and we put it into a blog post so that the structure is still there to make it easier for people to see how the question was answered based upon that topic. Really think about ways in which you are going to be able to be found. And you want to have a connection. That link that you are adding to the blog post from wherever you are uploading your audio is so important. You can't just put your audio up and then think that it's going to be connected to your blog because it's not. It's going to be connected to a place where they click on that link. It just takes them to a website that has going to have that so- that audio embedded in it. No blog post. So if you're taking the time to do the blog post, make sure that you add the link. All I do in Buzzsprout is I take the first couple sentences and then I say, read more here. And then the here, I hyperlink to the actual blog post that I am writing that goes along with the podcast episode. So if you're taking time to do it, which you should, because that's how people are going to find you, make sure that you have everything linked together. Okay. Next tip is to include an opt-in and talk about your clients. So here's what I mean by this. You want to be talking about an opt-in or a freebie that you offer. That's how many of you listening got onto my list. I offered you a checklist or I offered you a guide and I told you it's linked in the episode. So you're able to click over to the episode and grab the opt-in. You want to be making sure that anyone that's listening to your podcast, you also get onto your list because then you're going to be able to let them know about the new podcast episodes. When I actually started emailing my list about my podcast episodes in a one month period, I saw downloads increase 250% because 
prior to, I wasn't taking the time to actually email my list with my most recent podcast episode. But when I actually took the time to do that, they wanted to hear the content. It's free. And they might have missed it because, well, COVID, or they got busy with something else in their lives. So you want to make sure that you provide that opt-in so they can get onto your list and make sure that they're consuming all the content that they need. You also want to talk about your clients. And what I mean by this is that if you are someone that offers a service-based business or even offers a product-based business like a um, guide or a course, you want to talk about in your episodes giving examples from your students to your clients. That's how people listening to your podcast are going to know that you offer those types of things. If you never give examples from clients or students, they're not going to understand that you work with people. So make sure that you are talking about them, giving specific examples, and using the words clients and students. Okay, next, we're going to choose a good hosting company with informative stats and easy accessibility. I have, there are all sorts of podcasting software that's out there that you can use for hosting. Um, I right now use Buzzsprout. I was with another company and I just found that the stats were not enough information for me. It's important that you can take what's provided for you in the stats and use it to your advantage to better understand what your audience is looking for from you. So make sure that you're hosting company offers stats and makes it easy to get in and upload the audio. Many of us get held up when it comes to the tech side of things. I know I did for the longest time. You want a hosting company that makes it super simple to be able to upload the audio, link to the blog post, and have all the information about how the episode did right in the platform. Simple, to click tabs. So personally, I use Buzzsprout. There are lots of different hosting companies out there, Libsyn, um, Blueberry, lots of different ones. So do your research, find out what works best. Personally, I use Buzzsprout because I love the stats and I think it's really easy to navigate. Okay, next, we wanna create social media content based on episodes with a branded image for Pinterest, Instagram, and Facebook. If you're creating content, why not cross-promote it? Why would we ever reinvent the wheel and try to create content for social media platforms that isn't connected to the content that we're creating for our podcast? So I would highly recommend having a branded image, one for Pinterest, one for Instagram, and one for Facebook. And this has taken me some time to figure out for myself because Well, branding, as far as images and creating graphics is not one of my strengths. But when I did find something that worked well for me that I finally understood how easy it was to use, it made everything that much simpler. So go use Canva, take a look at the different templates they have and drop in the right content that works for you. It's easy to create a branded image inside of Canva and make, again, remember to make sure that you are making one for the different social media platforms. Okay, next, we want to create a process for emailing our guests when the episode is live 
to help promote. We want them to be able to help us promote the content because they're coming on as a guest because the information that they are providing for us is invaluable. So it's really important that you have, again, a process in place for making sure that they know how to get to that. So when it comes to your process, decide whether or not you're going to send them the blog post, whether you're going to provide them with all of the images that you've created. Put it together in a way that's simple and easy for them to go and promote. Just think about yourself. When you create content yourself, when you have those images already ready to go, it's that easy to then put out there. So make sure you're doing the same for your podcast guests. And send them an email, a thank you, anything that's going to also help get out the information about the podcast. Now, some guests are great about this because they're social media savvy, while others may not be. And that's okay. It's about the value that they're bringing to the podcast in that interview. So really setting up a system to make it easy is only going to make it easier for you in the end. Okay, my final and 10th tip for podcasting tips is to talk about things that your audience needs, but to hear, but also what you're passionate about. I really want to go back to that because a lot of times people say, oh, keyword research kind of puts me into this box and then I get stuck and I don't know what else I can write, talk about. You should be talking about content that's valuable for your audience, but sometimes you need to get up on your soapbox and just talk about the topics and content that are important to you, that matter to you. So if there's ever a time where it doesn't quite fit into your keyword research, and but you know that it's valuable, put it out there. Let your audience see who you are by creating that content and getting to know you. And remember, anytime you can use examples, it's only going to benefit you. Examples give people an opportunity to see how they could use it in their life. Whatever the problem is that you're solving, that example can provide that opportunity for them to see, oh wait, this does apply to me. I am struggling with this and I do need her help in order to conquer it, really. So I really, truly hope that this episode was packed with value for you guys. You're going to take these 10 podcasting tips, and I want you to put them into place right now. Think about if you are struggling with your podcast or thinking about putting together a podcast, what it would look like if you put these into place. I know that there is a lot of information in here. And some of you may be thinking, I'm not really ready for a podcast. Well, that's okay. Let this muddle around. And I could pretty much guarantee that if you're ready to take your content to another level and to have services and products for your clients, for people to actually purchase that a podcast is the right way to go. Podcasting is one of the fastest ways to speed up that sales process so that people really do truly know you because, well, you're in their earbuds every week. All right, you guys, I appreciate you all so much. To help me celebrate this 200th episode, I would so appreciate it if you shared this out on social media, put it up on your Instagram stories. I would love it. And if you can tag me at Jenny underscore Melrose that you are listening in to the 200th episode. I'd love to know when you started actually listening to the podcast because I want to know if you've been around for almost four years with me. 
All right, guys, if you haven't already left me a rating and review, I would so appreciate it if you took the time to give me a rating and review on the podcast after my 200th episode. It means so much to me that you have been with me for this long. All right, guys, until next time, I will talk to you all then.